Hey, Mike, welcome back to another one. Hello, Rose, how you doing? Yeah, all good, thanks. Bit of a late night uh, podcast, nothing beats it. There we go. Listen, yeah. you can't say we're not committed to the calls, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, sitting up all hours in the morning doing podcasts for the listeners. I mean, there we go. If that's the not grind that, never stops. If that's not dedication, I don't know what is. <laughs> exactly, yeah. exactly. No, I thought we'd um, take the opportunity in this one, maybe talk a bit about, you know, trading journals, because I see a lot of guys, especially in the app, they you know they don't they, they forget what their last trade was things like that they don't know what their next trade is yeah. and they don't really have a strategy in place or anything they just seem to take trades and look at the PL and and trade it like a bank balance you know i think it's quite important you know you would know yourself i also know it's, it's important just to keep that journal know what you're good at trading especially for the fx guys know what pairs you're good at trading know what you're not good at trading maybe different time horizons things like that you know, I think we can go off on a lot of different routes in this on this sort of podcast, but without obviously going down a few rabbit holes, we'll skim across the top of it anyway and try our best. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's so important to, you know, when you are trading, you know, have the reasons why, but then obviously, you know, if things move against you or in your favour, it's kind of like a, almost uh, an acknowledgement as to what you did well in the process. Uh, yeah. You know, maybe if trade moves against you, what you did, poorly or what you missed so I think it's so important to keep that journal just to understand okay where was I successful where was I less successful yeah I think one of the main things as well you know I remember when I first started my trading journey we've seen how many trades per week I was actually taking you know you'd be you'd be surprised as a retail trader you know how many people trade it like a like a slot machine they just keep Mm. on keep pulling the trigger and at the end of the week they might have taken 30 40 trades which is a lot yeah, which for a retail trader, speculative trading, you know, it's a, that's a lot of trades. And I yeah. think that's probably the first point of the podcast is knowing how many trades per week you're actually taking and, and, and trying to control that. I mean, if there's opportunities, yes, by all means, take them and pull the trigger. But, you know, there's so many people would be in and out of a position five or six times before they're committed. You know, they might they might go long and then they, they pull out and be like, actually, I don't know. And then next thing it breaks higher and they're like, yeah, I do want to get long. Then it runs into a bit of resistance and they're out again. You know, they're maybe doing this three or four times for three or four different pairs every day. You know, and before you, before you know, it adds it, up, and it's a lot. Yeah, it's a lot of positions to be involved in 30, 40 in the week. Yeah, and especially if you're starting out, and especially if you're, uh, you know, still on a, uh, a learning trajectory as well. Uh, I feel as though it needs to be more of a quality over quantity game, yeah. um, and especially there's you know the big part of fireman. Oh, I haven't got my bets on. Um, you know, it's exactly. not. It's not a case of participate for the sake of it you know make sure everything's aligned you mm-hmm. know that's so important exactly i mean that's you know probably one of the main reasons why i'm sort of heading the wind holidays you know in a week like this where you, you know earning season's over we haven't many catalysts comes up coming up it's more than likely not going to be a week of of um yeah of major catalysts and if you look across even wall street and things like that you know, a lot of bankers take holidays around this sort of time of the year because there's yeah, nothing really move, there's nothing really moving markets. Fed's also in a blackout period. I mean, it's one of those things where like nothing's really going to happen. So take the holidays. Now, yeah, like, exactly. You and you know, as you said, a lot a lot of people take you know industry people take their two weeks now. Yeah, and um, you know, it's just one of those things where if you are in the industry or you are retail trading, it's definitely a case of when you're making your trades, make them at a time that, you know, everything is aligned, you know, yeah. don't just take them for the sake of taking them. And if there's scope to take time out, you know, it's, it's so important as well. You can't be looking at charts all day, every day and no. 
know, there's not always compliments. There's not always signs. It's not always direction. Yeah. Know? So it's it just one of those. That's why it's so important to keep that sort of journal going. It's like, okay, I was looking at this FX pair. Why was it so appealing to me? Oh, well, because RSI was uh, oversold mm-hmm. or this head and shoulders pattern was forming. We were dipping into local support levels, those kind of things, right? And if you just, you know, it's just helps you understand moving forward. Okay, well, that worked because of A, B, C, and D. And then you compare it to another trade you. It's like, well, it didn't pull through for me uh, because of, you know, this reason and that reason. And you compare it to where you've done well and where yeah. you've, you know, basically you know, made money. And it's like, mm-hmm. well, that learning curve. You know, exactly. iron out the flaws, understand what you're looking for, hone in on what you're good at as well. That's that's what's yeah. so important with the journal as well. It's like, all right, what am I actually good at? Oh, I'm not too hot on equities, but I'm all right on the FX. Yeah, exactly. And understanding, all right, I'm going to concentrate more on on the FX as opposed to you know things that you're you you may not be particularly uh, strong in trading. You know. Yeah, exactly. You know, one of the things I remember. You know, first starting out was I love trading the DAX. You know, it was yeah. it was it was a favorite of mine, and it wasn't until like a couple of months in I realized that I hadn't made a fucking penny on it. Like I literally <laughs> hadn't made anything. Every single trade was basically losing trade, but I love trading it. You know, mm-hmm. so it, it takes you to have that step back and, as you say, realize what you're actually good at trading. Is it equities you're good at trading? You know, what is it? A good one for me was always Euro USD and oil. For me, those were two great pairs. You know, EURUSD was, I, I, I don't know why, it was just, I understood the fundamentals really well, just seemed to grasp yeah. it, just find the trend and kept going with it. Oil was also the same, just kept buying it up 2020, 2021, just kept buying and buying, just understood it. And I think it's understanding, taking that step back and realizing this is what you're good at, push forward with it and just keep going. And that's why, you know, it's it's good. Some of the guys, if you know, if, you, if you're listening to the podcast, you're not involved in the app, Get involved with the app because you know we do release resources like this, and you know one of the ones we're actually working on at the minute is looking at uh, these sort of trading journals, and that's something I'm going to put in soon. It's just how you can keep track of all these things. You know, you can use a spreadsheet, see what you're actually good at, and within a few weeks you'll be able to see. Well, I'm actually shit at trading this. I'm going to stop trading it, or I need to work. Absolutely, my, I need to work on my fundamentals. Or as you say, if you're always saying that the RSI looks to be oversold and you always seem to be losing, well, maybe you're putting in the wrong standard deviation, or maybe the RSI just doesn't work for that asset. It could be a confluence of things. So, it's yeah, absolutely. Noting all these, and things. it's not even just for you know your um, you know your live trading. For those of you that you know are thinking about putting together a few quids and then taking a punt. It's, it, you do well to mock trade, but obviously when you're mock trading, be strict with yourself. All right, I'm going to enter this position at this price. I'm hoping for this target and, you know, that live monitoring of it and, you know, being strict and being truthful, but keeping that Excel spreadsheet going to understand, all right, it's moving against me by this much or that much. I'm down this percentage in terms of, of a mock portfolio of a man. Super yeah. important because ultimately it's that kind of, journaling of learning basically yeah. is how i kind of describe it you know and ultimately you know you're you're not going to be a winner every single time you put on a trade yeah. but you know you can come into market positions later on on your train journey and uh, you know you'll see a degree of competency from you know where you started out now and ultimately what you're doing in terms of down the line and ultimately you know understanding basically what works for you really yeah Exactly. I 100% agree. And one thing even going back to, you know, what you're saying about demo trading there as well. 
I think it's a great way, especially for people who've never traded before, to get involved. But as you yeah. know, there's no way of being involved in the market with real money. There's it, there's a completely different mindset. There's a completely different, you know, whatever whatever you've got a paper account, you just say, well, I would have moved my stop. I, I'm I'm not going to cut the trade. I'm just going to let it run. But whenever it's real money on the line, that's when the psychology comes into play. You know, you start to see a losing PL and you start to think, shit, I'll just cut it or, you know, I'll just take the profit now. It's it's a completely different ballgame. I think it's good, as you say, to get a hang of seeing what you're good at, how you're good you are at reading the fundamentals. But I always think if you're looking to take the game seriously, there's nothing wrong with a deposit in 100, 200 quid, something small yeah. and, and trading with it. If you lose 50 quid, 100 quid, so be it. You'll, you'll soon find out whether it's for you or not. Absolutely, that's well said, Roy. I completely agree with that. Yeah. And I mean, the, and a couple of other things, you know, I would look at as well, Mike, if I'm journaling too, is looking at different sort of time periods, how long I'm holding the trades for. Yeah. You know, some of my trades have realized that over the last, you know, obviously I was doing portfolio management, one to three months time horizons I was looking at. Some of my trades mm-hmm. were on for over 100 days and they literally didn't make anything. Some of the trades were only on for 20 days and made a lot of money. So what I realized was that I was I wasn't I wasn't cutting my losers quick enough. You know, I wasn't interested. Ex- yeah, I, yeah. Was, I wasn't accepting that no, this is a waste of cash allocation. This is I've have cash sitting here and it's a waste. It's not moving. You need to cut it. And it could have went somewhere else to another trade or another idea. Yeah. You know? So it's just on understanding things like that. But I mean, I think things like that are very subjective. You know, you can't just tell people, oh, because the longer time horizons, you're not making money. It's simply because you're not cutting trades quick enough or or whatever it may be. Things like that would be very subjective. But I feel as if, you know, if you feel like you're going through a period like that, drop a comment into the app. And I'm sure other people will have um, a similar story. I might even have a similar story. Get involved. And, and I think that's the best part of the app at the minute is just dropping your comments in, dropping what you're, dropping your your problems in and seeing if other people have the same problems and sharing it. I think that's one of the major sort of key points of our app at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. It's just one of those things. It's just like, you know, you're out there. Trading can be a lonely journey, Yeah, you know. And when you're, you know, struggling sometimes with regards to whatever it might be, you know, it could be what you just said there or with regards to, you know, management of, you know, the duration or the life cycle of your trades and positions. It's just, you know, why the app is so useful is to is is to kind of make you aware of the fact that these aren't isolated issues. These aren't issues that you're facing alone. I'm sure mm-hmm. every other same with me. Where I remember a position I put on last year with Rolls Royce. You know, um, I t- put it on, took it off, put it on, put it off, and then I just left it. Came back and was like, oh, well, I wasn't trade. I was, thought I was going to make within the week. I didn't make money until like you know two months later. Yeah. Um. It's just one of those things where it's you know when you start talking to people in the app and just asking the questions, it's just it kind of reassures you that you know it does. You're not the only one thinking the way that you are. And listen, if you do raise a point or ask a question, you know someone has the answer there on the other side. Mm-hmm. You know it's always that possibility. You know, exactly. No point or no questions ever too silly or stupid because you know ultimately we're all learning at the end of the day. It doesn't matter if you're a seasoned city vet or you know you're a you know a retail trader that's just started. Everyone's learning. Exactly, everybody's going to learn at some stage. Absolutely. I think I think as well. You know, one other final thing as well to include. You know, if you do have that trading journal going to, you also have to include the size that you're taking everything at. Yeah. You know, sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes people might be more confident on FX, therefore they take it a bit heavier. Some people might be less confident in something, taking it lighter. You think it's important to always know how much you're risking and where you're risking it. 
I mean, exactly. there's only one way to keep to keep score when it comes to trading, and that's your PL. You know, you have to know yeah. are you up money or are you down money? And you also have to know exactly, as we've said, where you're good at. You know, you have to find what you're good at. There's no point. I, th- I think trading Mike's one of those things where it's not like football, it's not like golf. If you're struggling in golf with your short game or your putting, the tendency is, is to work on it to try and get better. But yeah. if you're if you're rubbish at trading commodities, there's no point working at it to try and get better. You may as well focus on your strengths and, and continue in that. It is one of those things. And yes, you can brush up on your technicals, whether that's you know your chart analysis or whatever. But ultimately, you know, where people make money in the markets is focusing on a niche or an area, sector in which yeah. they truly understand. There's huge different dynamics between, say, you know, the commodity cycle and, say, yeah. that of, you know, uh, an index. You know, exactly. it, it's like night and day. Play to your strengths. I think, you know, that's, that's you know, a key takeaway when, you know, you, you're trading. Yeah, exactly. And I know that there's actually one guy I, I sort of follow on Twitter and one of his key um one of his key F experts he trades, I've actually just got him up here, is Zambian uh Kuchi, whatever uh, if oh, I've wow. said that right. So he trades that in the US dollar. <laughs> and that's just his wow. key, like his key thing that he trades. Look, he must be good at it if it, it obviously works. You know, yeah. and it's it's not something that you would think is gonna be great, but that's just pretty much what he trades, what he's good at. So there's no such thing. Everyone's got a niche. Everyone's got a niche. If everybody's got a niche, so just stick at what you're good at, and the numbers okay. don't lie. And I mean, definitely, if if anybody wants any sort of resources in terms of like a a template for uh, keeping track, I've got a couple of really really good ones there, Mike, in the files. Some some are very basic. Some are just simple. You know, simple spreadsheets. Some of them give you um, actual statistics. They give you like your R score, your sharp ratio, things yeah. like that. You know, really, really good way, especially if you're if you're a young person going to apply for a job in the city, it's always good to go in and tell so useful, so you know, useful. you can go in and tell your manager or tell your interviewer that, you know, hey, I traded me own money. I, I made this amount, but what they want really want to know is what's your risk adjusted returns. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they don't care that you made 10 grand. I mean, if you had a million pound account and made 10 grand, they're not going to be that impressed. You know, those hard hitting numbers, you know, that's that's what they want. Yeah, looking that's at the R score, want. looking at your R score, looking at your volatility of the portfolio, that's the main yeah. things that they're really going to want. So it is. But yeah, I mean, I think that was just a bit of a brief one. It's just really covering the importance of, you know, documenting all your trades, keeping them all in one place, you know, whether it's for going for a job interview, whether it's just for your own statistics. I think it's one thing that everybody really needs to, to keep track. I don't think I would pressure any newbie trader to do it if it's your first day or first week in the block and you're maybe only putting a couple of hundred pounds in to get the feel of trading. I don't think I'd put you under the pressure of doing it, but do just keep an eye out maybe where your trades are. But if you are taking Yeah, absolutely keep an active eye. And if you know if you are taking, you know, multiple positions, I will I would start to say, look, start keeping an eye on them. Be proactive in keeping an eye on them. Yeah. It's like doing your homework really. Yeah. You know, again you know, especially if you're in the early stage, you've got to understand, oh, why did this work? Why did that not work? Do the exactly. comparisons, you know, do your technicals, do your macros. And it's all, it will all blend and come together in a sense that it's like, right, this is a winning formula. When I compare, for example, if I compare, if I use Bollinger's with volume and this breakout and that strategy, oh, it didn't work too well. I, I, I focused on uh, ADX and I focused on oscillators and that one, you know, it's that, that homework, that moulding together of things that, you know, ultimately journaling is going to make you understand, right, strategy for this, strategy for that. And, you know, that's that's when you start building up confidence. That's when you start taking multiple positions and feeling confident in them. 
you know? Yeah, exactly. Well said. Very well said. All right, mate. Well, I think we'll leave it there. Obviously getting quite late here. So Absolutely. we'll get off. But yeah, if anybody has any more suggestions, you know, I mean, for any podcast that your know, topics that they want discovered, I mean, you can just join the app. What is it? www.twoblokestrain.com. Join the app. Drop any suggestions there in the podcast section. You know, myself and Mike can just cover that. That's no problem. I mean, it's always Absolutely. a good one. Absolutely. Right, Absolutely. Have, a good, have a good one, mate. Cheers. Likewise. Cheers.